opinions, and attitudes. Attitudes. There's actually uh, intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are indeed listening to Right On Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined by Jesse and... The show's tagline is live right in the real world. We will not tell you how to live, but we will expose the real world. And today we are going to expose the real world in probably the most powerful way that we've ever done. This is probably the most important show uh, or series of shows that we have ever done. Uh, I will tell you that we have already started this show uh, but there was a technical problem. The enemy does not want this out because what Jesse's going to drop today uh, and we're going to continue to drop is an absolute bomb. The entire worldwide agenda plan is going to be exposed and it has to feature Jesse's favorite subject. We're going to get into chemistry. Alchemy, oh, no. we all know that's not my favorite subject in fact jeff you know i was so bad at chemistry that i had five tutors plus the teacher it took over three hours a night to get through my homework and that mostly was the tutors doing all the work because i could not get the formulas i couldn't get the mathematical part down even though i memorized it I could never figure out the answers. And finally, my poor teacher was like, I don't want you back next year. So I'm going to pass you with a D plus because I can't live through this hell again. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 what's been interesting is the Lord has revealed all this through the spirit uh, to you and through your teachings and stuff like that. So you're not coming at this from man's understanding and, and uh, let, let's, uh, so listen, folks, this is going to be mind-blowing. I guarantee you uh, where this goes is so sinister, but it's important we expose the enemy's playbook. And, um, you know, this all started for us, uh, well, you know, I guess technically it really started when we started doing the Dawn Day thing with uh, with Kanye. We didn't realize it at the time, yeah. but then we we did that uh, that. Uh, Sunday service that he did as well uh, mm-hmm. with Marilyn and, and, and the Beebs, of course. And then this concert, and this concert was a catalyst. It was a catalyst for myself. Uh, it, it horrified me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we, you know, there was so much going on. We've decoded that you're going to have to go back and watch all these videos in the series to start putting this stuff together, but it's going to come together in a very big way it is global it is worldwide and what we're seeing right now is the transition of the human race ladies and yeah. gentlemen and uh and what jesse's going to share uh you know and so and i just want to make a point you know when you look at uh the luciferian stuff that gets out on the tv and stuff like that they kind of water it down and make it look harmless yeah. you know uh these people aren't practicing the harmless stuff okay they're practicing the Aleister Crowley stuff, the alchemies, and and then it gets, man, this is going to blow your mind, folks. It's going to blow your mind. So I'm going to let Jesse do most of the talking today. Um, although, you know, we've been working on this together since Friday, and the Lord has kind of brought me to a couple things that I think really tie in. So maybe we'll get those out of the way first, Jesse. 
Um, Sounds good. Before before we uh, get you going on a roll here, because then I'm going to ba- sit back and. Uh, but listen, just before we're going to be talking about demons, we're going to be talking about what's going on. What we're gonna, uh, talking about the transition of the human race. Uh, it's important to know what your authority is and how to take mm-hmm. authority. So that's why today's episode is brought to you by Dominion and Authority by Jesse Zavoder. It's available right now on writeonyou.com. That's right on with the letter U.com. And there's a coupon in the description box to save 20 bucks. Go to writeonyou.com and purchase the course today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesse, I'm going to share. Uh, so there's a couple things. And by the way, um, <laughs> There's no coincidences and, and colors are important. And when we talked about even the, you know, the, with the, uh, the acting Pedotus who the inauguration, there was all these different colors and we brought in the mm-hmm. colors purple and stuff like that. And yeah. so purple and black play very, very prominent roles. And as we discussed the t-shirt of, uh, of Travis and Houston, you know, the, the, the singer, mm-hmm. um, he had the, the blue men that go through the store, turn into red men. What do you get when you combine red and blue? You get purple. You get purple. So now <clears throat> I'm going to play a, a video clip, and I'm only going to play a couple minutes of it. And if you're listening just on Podbean, uh, you're going to miss the images, of course, uh, but it's described very well audio-wise. And, and I'm just going to let a few of these new news class play just to show you that it is right across the country right now, right across the USA and even into Canada. And by the way, if this is happening in your country uh, or in your area, drop something in the comments to let us know uh, because these things were all installed starting in late 2019. And we're going to talk about streetlights and going into uh, to now and what is happening. So let me just play uh, this well, maybe one or two minutes of this uh, particular thing here, and you're going to see what I'm talking about. Asked us about this new on WWT. You may have seen, of course, purple streetlights around the city. They are weird. If you have seen them, probably some questions about them. Jesse, did I forget to hit the audio thing again? No, I could hear the audio. You could hear the audio. Okay, yep. good, good, good. All right, let me go back to it. Them all also look out to Duke Energy about what's happening here. Officials say the purple color caused by an issue with defective LED street lights. Proper LED lights give off no color. We haven't seen many across Cincinnati, but Duke Energy does tell us they've identified about 2,000 defective lights actually across Ohio, Kentucky. And Indiana, they've already replaced about 1,200 of them, so they're on the way to fixing most of them, including ones in the Westchester area and Colerain Township. They do all look purple. Look at that. Yeah. If you notice purple streetlights near your house, it's not for some holiday decorations. Streetlights all across the country are purple tonight because of a manufacturing error, which involves a chemical p- compound not mixing properly. Jeff Greenwood is the media relations manager at Mid-American Energy, and he says he doesn't know of exactly how many of these lights are in Siouxland, but the people are not in danger. What's most important to note is this is not a safety issue. It's simply a color issue involving the lights ending up to be purple. They're supposed to be white. 
The city of Sioux City and MidAmerican Energy again asking people to report these purple streetlights if they see them. We do have a link up on our website, SiouxLandProud.com. Many of you may have noticed this over the past couple of weeks. Neighborhood streetlights getting lit up in purple. Well, streetlights that don't seem to match up with the other lights. Eight on your sides. Marco Villarreal went looking for answers for us and is live in Seminole Heights with what he found. I have one on my street, Marco. What's it about? So many people have one on their streets. You'll notice them really easily when it gets dark. You'll have a purple light there right next to another street light that is the normal regular color. Now, all of these are LED lights. They are meant to be energy efficient and last longer. But guess what? You're not the only one noticing that some of these lights out here are purple. So is Tampa Electric. Some of those lights, a few, a few versions who, that were manufactured in 2019, are having some issues where they, the light might appear purple. Now, Tico says the issue is with one of the filters in the lights. They come with three, red, blue, and yellow, the primary colors. The yellow filters are going out, making the blue and red mix and create purple. When Tico first started hearing about this, they were asked if the purple lights meant something or was it a sign for something? Some thought it was some sort of discreet sign for law enforcement, the government, or aliens. So, Jesse, I just wanted to share that because you notice the explanations are different. One is a chemical mix that has gone wrong. Uh, the other one is, you know, there's there's different filters and one of the filters is wearing out. Uh, they're coming from many different uh, electrical supply companies. They all started turning after, you know, a year and a couple months sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So the timing is exceptional in this. And... Mm -hmm. And, and to anyone who uh, who's just listening on Podbean, if you've been in a nightclub or something like that, you see that purple light that makes you glow sort of thing? Yeah. That's the shade that's going out. Jesse, why is this important? It's important because, um, you know, up until this point, um, you know, the earth naturally is on this light spectrum that's yellow. And people, you can research this. There's two light spectrums. There's a yellow spectrum and then there's a blue spectrum. So what we see happening with these new lights is that literally it has shifted the spectrum, which means you've got different colors operating. You've got different frequency um, within those colors that are operating at a different vibration. So we see this shift happening. It, help or it's we'll just say it's part of what's going on with these physical changes at a mass environmental platform i don't know how else to put it um you know they're not just changing things within a confined laboratory space literally the whole earth is becoming uh the operational field that they are performing this um, mass sequence of change um, upon. So um, we'll just say the field spectrum is being changed. And, so uh, the whole world field spectrum is being changed. And where this is going to go, and we're going to get there and you're going to understand it better, but essentially where this is going to lead to is they're changing people around the world to be part essentially 
the conscious of the AI system, um, an extension of that, uh, the brain thing we did a, a week ago, Jesse. Um, yeah. So when we said it gets worse, ladies and gentlemen, this is where it is. Uh, this is where it's going, and we're going to expose the worldwide plan. And by the way, yes, frequency has a lot to do with it. Think of those towers that are going up that yeah. make your phones so smart. Think about uh, what's happening in people's DNA because of the hokey pokies that are going on right now. Right. Or, you know, this is all going to tie in and you, the right on radio audience, ladies and gentlemen, are going to know how to pray against this and be victorious against this in the Lord. That's right. Amen. All right. And Jeff, did you want to show the second thing you found that kind of ties oh. in? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, so we, we had the, uh, again, we'll just, we had the, the wedding uh, with, uh, with Yi and his wife, right? <laughs> the really cryptic wedding. She wore the all black and stuff like that. He right. lights himself on fire. And then we have the, uh, the ceremony, we'll call it, uh, with with the Biebs, with Marilyn and uh, and Yi doing this uh, Sunday service about the lost children. <laughs> you know, God bless them. Uh, they're all facing inwards. They're all dressed in white. Very significant. Jesse's going to start breaking down all this stuff, but I'm just setting up a timeline. Then we have the concert in Houston, and we had all that. And again, Jesse's going to elaborate on this, but we all know one of the biggest players in this game is Killery, right? <laughs> Killery, yeah, that's right. I mean, massive player. So when something happens, so you got to remember things go, they start off, and Jesse's explained this really well before, and I, I won't be able to do it justice, but they start off at you know very high-level people send out something, and then it triggers a whole series of events. So right. this is a high-level person sending out something at, which is going to trigger more of these events. Yeah, we call it the line of communication, that it's always going to be passed from the top down. Um, so, and we'll get back. I want to get back to that cover shot too when we're done here. Yeah, okay. Just give me a second. All right, so you can see that there. Just give me one second. Yeah. So Hillary, or sorry, no, you can say Hillary. Hillary has a new book with a co-author uh, called State of Terror. And, uh, you know, I'll, I guess I'll just go before we get into the pictures of them. Um, the cover of the book, you know, as we've been talking about the symbology, um, it looks like it's got a flag that um, is is shaped in the shape of a diamond, which also is a square. And, uh, you know, the outside is highlighted with red, and then you've got this black inner square. And we've talked about how, you know, that symbol, the top part represents the Masonic compass, the bottom V of that uh, diamond shape is going to represent the female chalice. Together, it's the symbol in masonry for the perfect squared man. And in the center of that, you've got this black cube uh, square, which, you know, represents the ritual ground or the summoning ground 
uh, where they're going to be interfacing with the spiritual world. And literally in that middle part, they have the word state of terror. Which is the name of the book. And and again, think Black Cube, think Mecca. We've done something on it. Think of the think of the stone because that's going to come out. And this is all comms in, right on this book cover alone. And then, uh, and by the way, the, just the colors because the American flag that forms a square is black and white and red, right? So uh, these are not American colors. Obviously, they're more Marxist colors, which is what uh, part of the color revolution is. And let's just go to the next scene. And I'm going to stop because I don't want to really listen to her voice <laughs> much, Jesse. <laughs> Uh, but we'll uh, we'll let it play for maybe ten seconds. By our agents, right? That's right. Yes, I I know my um, agent attorney. All right, let's just leave it there. All right, and we we've got Hillary dressed in this fantastic purple, and uh, we have her counterpart uh, Lewis dressed in black with this very interesting necklace that looks like uh, six molecules put together, but they're kind of double rings. So you've got 12 molecular rings stuck together and uh, just very interesting, the purple and the black, which is very reminiscent. Um, I brought out that those colors are significant to the order of Melchizedek. Yeah, and the timing of this is, you know, no coincidence. They've probably had this thing uh, written for them for months. They're just waiting for the right day. There's a sequence of events that they're executing. Uh, this video is from November 22nd, so just a couple days ago. And the book's name is State of Terror. It's a fictional, uh, what do you call it, like a, a nightmare book, <laughs> something like that. Anyways, uh you know, a terror book. I don't even read these horror, horror flick. It's a horror mm -hmm. is what they call them. And Hillary of course, with Hillary in it, it is a horror. <laughs> a horror movie. <laughs> you know, I think my life experiences with her were horrific enough people. <laughs> I think she has lived a horror life for many people. Anyway. Um, so I'll it bet you it's not in. fiction. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not fiction. So as we get into this, you know, we brought out the order of Melchizedek, and that's what these colors are reminiscent of. And, um, you know, I've, I've talked about some of these higher level magic things. Um, with this order, I've brought out a very important book, uh, which is Initiates of the Flame. And, um, you know, we bring this out, and I, I want to clarify here, um, you know, we're not encouraging people to get out there and read all these magic books, all this dark stuff about, you know, the darkest black magic. Um, but this is one of those higher level books. And I believe, you know, that we have the full authority of Jesus Christ, that we are the sons of the living God. And within that relationship, you know, um, as priests, we are warriors for the Lord. We are part of his army. And I believe that he allows us to interact with the, with the things that the enemy, you know, basically the enemy is the one we're at war with. And he's got a playbook. And the Lord allows us to take a look at that playbook 
And he allows that not so that we're afraid or worried or panicked about what's going to happen. We have to remember that we are victorious. You know, we are the sons of the living God. And the Lord has said, if we ask for wisdom, if we ask for knowledge, if we ask for understanding, that, you know, any man who lacks wisdom, let him ask it of the Lord, who will give it in abundance. Why? Because he doesn't want our enemy to be victorious over us. He wants to have the victory in his name. He wants to see his sons go out and conquer, which what does that mean? You know, he wants us to destroy that evil and that wickedness that's in the earth. And um, that's the Lord's desire. So, you know, I believe that if, you know, if we're reading this material for that purpose, that the Lord allows that. He's going to allow us to advance his kingdom in the authority and the power of his name through the knowledge that we gain as we look into these things. So um, that's right. So think of, it, think of it this way. If you're in a war and you picked, you intercepted the, uh, uh, the enemy's battle plans, you want to break the code. Okay. That's right. So in our case, because we're, you know, we're Christians, we say, first of all, we pray for protection that the deception in the books does not, uh, enter into us, but we say, Lord, what do you want to show me in this? How can I learn the enemy's plans and then pray against it? That's right. And, and the Lord does allow that. Um, why? Because there are people there, there are souls. He does not want anybody to perish. And, you know, so as we have understanding in this war, what is really at stake? You know, what is it just to defeat the enemy? No, we have to remember that the enemy has taken people captive with his lies, his deceptions, and the Lord desires his truth to be known. The truth that Jesus Christ died on the cross. He died for our sins. He died to put to death wickedness and then he rose to new life so that he could give us that abundant life. And we have an enemy that, you know, what's at the core of this is our enemy's pride. You know, Satan was cast out of heaven because in his pride, he said, I will be like God. And what does that phrase mean to these individuals? What does it mean to the enemy? Not that he's going to be like God, you know, having... God's attributes or characteristics of God, or, um, you know, that he displays some part of himself that is a reflection of God. When he says, I will be like God, he, he literally is meaning I will be God. I'm going to sit on that throne. I'm going to be God and I'm going to rule. I'm going to create, you know, I'm going to be the only God. And, um, you know, there's just no humbleness uh, towards the creator, the real God who made him, you know, so that's what the, is at the core of this war. And, and it's that, the power to create, which he has, which he does not have because only God is a creator, right? But he thinks right. he can become the creator. And what's really important to tie this in is we think of uh, Genesis 6, where the Nephilim came down, the fallen angels, and they mated 
with the daughters of man, you know, the women essentially, and they created this new being. And the Bible specifically states that uh, it'll be like the days of Noah in the end days. So what was happening in the days of Noah, they were creating these hybrid peoples. They were changing the DNAs of people. What do we have happening right now? Is the DNA of people being changed? Is it being altered? Is there some kind of hocus pocus going on right now? I do think so. And by the way, um, one of the ingredients I believe is called luciferous uh, that's in it. And, uh, and, and, you know, it it, kind of glows. So now I just go back to those purple lights. (laughs) I'm telling you people, (laughs) by the way, what color makes sense, Jeff, what, what color will they glow? Jesse, I'm willing to bet they'll have a golden hue about them. (laughs) I bet you're going to be right. That golden purple hue. Um, So, so as we get into this, you know, let's go back to kind of what we've seen so far. Um, You know, this really all goes back. I brought out in one of our episodes with the Houston concert that this goes back to Crowley magic and you know what were the things the symbols that I was seeing that were triggering um, that that uh, understanding it was you know the posters that they used it you know it looked like this mountain um, and then they had these hands that were facing palm out um, for their poster and to me that represented the hat that Crowley often wore, which was triangle shaped with ear flaps. And then he would often take these pictures of himself in that hat with his hands palm out. And that became one of the symbols that the system used to represent the Crowley magic. And, um, you know, his magic, it gets very, very dark. So like we are just at the very tip today of the iceberg of Crowley black magic. Um, You know, there were several individuals in my life who were masters of Crowley magic and even took it beyond where Crowley himself had taken it. Uh, One of those individuals was Aquino. Um, But as they, you know, study this magic, Um, You know, we saw it transformed from that poster where it was just the imagery to all of a sudden the physical imagery they're placing on the earth. And and they had this, the stage, you know, set up like this mountain. So again, you've got this mountain triangle with a portal in the middle. You've got an inverted cross going into it. And, you know, it said, they had signs that said, you know, see you on the other side. And then that imagery kind of continued as you've got, you know, the shirt that the main um, individual doing the concert is wearing, where it's got these purple people that look like they're dead. And then there's this enlightened doorway in it. And the people kind of look like they're going up from the dead through or to a place of walking through that doorway and they turn red. Okay, and so they all turn shape, their shape changed as well. They turned into like little right. devils. And and I just want to make a point, uh, not only that, but on the poster, Jesse, it said the new dystopia, the end is just the beginning. And it also had the uh, the Aleister Crowley hands up right. there. Uh, and if you watch the concert at the very end, they were there was like these big inflatable hands that came out of the top of the mountain. And it was the Crowley hands literally moving right. over the crowd. 
Yes, so all of that very symbolic of this Crowley magic. And so let's look at, you know, one of the things about Crowley magic is, you know, the symbology and that hat, cone-shaped hat was very significant because as we break down symbols, the symbol for alchemy, you have a triangle with a circle in the middle. Okay, so this is what we saw with the, the mountain and the circle uh, portal that represents alchemy. Okay, so you can look that up. Uh, you'll see that same symbols being used. Um, so that tells us that what was happening there involved elemental magic. That's what alchemy is about, is the using the elements in magic. Okay, so, um, so with this, you know, I, I kind of, I'm going to go through some of the chemistry and um, and break down what we see happening through these different events. Um, you know, there you're going to see how they all tie in as we we're just going through two chapters of Initiates of the Flame that um, explain and break down this ritual for those who are part of the end time higher elites. They're going to understand this ritual and we'll see the sequence of these events and know, you know, the timing of things. So they started a very specific end time massive ritual. Um, you know, I've talked about this. Some of these end time rituals have taken over 40 years that these people have been preparing for them. So, you know, this is just a continuance. We're like on this timeline these ritual events to happen um you know we know ultimately the end goal is that they you know the end goal for them is to um that the antichrist will rise and the rise of the enemy system where he believes that he will get the portals open the spiritual gates he's going to get he believes he's going to get his army through those spiritual gates and usurp the throne of God. That's the enemy's agenda. But we know what the book of Revelation says as we go through this, that the enemy is not, things are not going to turn out like he's planned. You know, he gets to go so far with these rituals. But what has the Lord said about the final state is that when they enter that battlefield of Armageddon, they don't get the spiritual gates open. They don't get to get the army through to heaven. The Lord himself is going to return in fire and in power. And literally it says that he will destroy the whole earth by fire at that point. And, um, you know, we know that's the final battle's done. Um, it's already, the Lord's already decreed it. So, so as we start to look at this, let's first think about, you know, these things that we've seen. You know, the first one with Ye, uh, Ye, we'll just call him Ye, and his wife, you know, they have this marriage ceremony. And his his wife, as she comes up onto the um, ground where they're going to be doing this ritual, you know, she's, it's just odd. She's dressed in this black suit from head to toe literally it's skin tight from head to toe and um then it's got this long flowy black okay and that is very reminiscent of something um as she 
comes up then, you know, you've got um, Manson up there with Yi, and uh, Yi sets himself on fire. And you're like, what the heck kind of bow is this, right? Um, we're going to bring out all that imagery. Next, you see uh, the next event then is we've got Yi and Manson and Bieber all together. And, and they're praying and people are like, why is a proclaimed Luciferian like Manson saying what sounds like a prayer to Jesus? You know, and you've got Yi who's been doing these Jesus tours and Sunday gospel thing. And people are questioning, is he really a Christian? You know, and um, his concerts all have all this vibration, this movement. And, and for me, you know, I'm just sitting here like he's just collecting what I used to call the witchy force, you know, in the experiments, the military, they call this the electromagnetic field that they're creating. Okay. You've got the magnetic field, which is then the demonic spirits and the energy that they're creating. And together the two fields are combined to give added energy to the potential source. Okay. That is going to be basically the conductor uh, that can um, uh, basically direct the, the mass amount of energy in the direction it needs to go. Okay. So, um, so you've got all these combination of things happening and, you know, we talked about some of the ritual things about that prayer service that they did that, you know, they were wearing white robes. And as a kid, you know, I've talked about, I experienced um, different color robes being worn at different times by the high level individuals in the system. And normally, you know, you would see most often the black robes, but the white robes were worn like for certain vows, uh, particularly if it dealt with like marriage vows within the system. So, you know, when they do the Bride of Satan ceremonies um, every five years, everybody's going to be in their white robes. Um, so, you know, it, it's very prominent to see that in those marriage vow ceremonies. And, you know, with a prayer, like if they had really been at a prayer service, you're going to see the individuals who are at that turned outward uh, they may be turned in one direction, but they're going to be outward and they're going to be up, you know, facing up, giving glory to God. But what we see is that all the individuals who are present in those white robes, they're all in a circle, you know, with, with they're all facing in towards the center of that circle towards those three guys who were praying. And that tells us that, you know, this is a ritual circle and they're directing all of their combined energy together towards that middle source, towards the three guys, um, which represent in the Masonic world, the three great lights. Um, so, you know, the, the three great lights are always placed in the center of the ritual space uh, where they're going to be summoning. And, um, and stars are considered lights, right? That's right. Stars are considered light. So play on words, people. They're, they're very clever. So, you know, all this leads up then to the Houston thing. 
And, and just before you go there, uh, Jesse, yeah, because we talked about the you know the the black and the purple, and we talked about the white robes. We talked about the uh, the wedding thing. So it's really important to analyze what people are wearing, and it's really important what you wear. That's why we have rightonmerch.com. And yes, you can be labeled as one of the army fighting alongside of Jesse and I, rightonmerch.com. You are like on a roll today, Jeff. Your transitions are fantastic. But so as we start to break this down, you know, we're going to go to chemistry now first. And you know, what were some things that, um, let's talk about the chemistry at this concert. Um, we know a lot of individuals uh, were saying that you had to have the jabby jabbers to get in. That's what they were telling people. Um, it, you know, so at first, you know, they had a station set up, weren't letting people in unless you had the jabby jabbers. Um, then people broke in. And so you have people who have the jabby jabber, you got some who don't, okay? Uh, let's think about, you know, what do we know are in the jabby jabbers? Um, some of the things scientifically that have come out, you know, besides this uh, Lucifer phrase um, that's in there, um, you know, people have been speculating that there could be like nanotechnology, there could be, you know, what we'll call um, griffide, um, oxy, and... Um, all, all those things other, are proven to be in there. The, the, the right, other metals. There. The GO is in there. Right, yeah. oftentimes in, in uh, the jabby jabbers, you know, even other kinds, they're going to have, um, you know, uh, different metals, like aluminum is a big one that is in there in mass amounts and stuff. Okay, so all of this is is very vital um, to this. And, you know, as we start to, there's articles, I, I don't think we're going to post it at this point, but I'll just say it comes from an industrial engineering article uh, that specifically talks about um, the combining of the graphite oxy with gold particles. Okay, and this is very important. So you know, really listen to these connections. Um, so, you know, what's interesting about this is that um, this combination um, of things has an unusual um, electronic properties. And basically the graphite acts as a catalytic property um, which then allows for a certain reaction with the gold, okay? And so, um, you know, it allows for this catalytic system that literally makes an electron transfer. So here's where we're going to get into the chemistry uh, and the alchemy of this magic is that, um, you know, They've got this field they've set up, which is the concert ground, okay? And they even tell us what spell they're doing. Um, that spell is represented by that mountain with the inverted cross. And it's called the sword and the stone. 
It goes to King Arthur. And what do we know about alchemy? Their big thing is about the Philosopher's Stone. But there's another thing that's even more important than the Philosopher's Stone. Um, so all of this is going to start to tie in here. So, you know, in order to do this actual alchemy magic, they need these elements. They had to have the graphite. They have to have gold. Okay, but people are like, well, graphite was there. There's all these other elements, right? Well, as we start to go through, I'm going to kind of go back and forth here. I want to start with the first thing that Initiates of the Flame in Chapter 4 says about the alchemists. Okay, and this is talking about the individual, the alchemist would be the person who's going to be performing this elemental magic. Um, it says there are very few occult students today who have not heard of the alchemist, but there are very few who know any about the strange men who lived during the Middle Ages and concealed under chemical symbolism the history of the soul so we are not just talking like as we really start to break this down we are taking alchemy to or let, let's say they are taking alchemy to a new level this is part of the things that, that have been hidden about the alchemy in the middle ages it was not about creating physical gold gold that you could spend as money it was about creating this gold that is a combination of the physical and the spiritual being so not gold as an object gold as a being um and this is what the true philosopher's stone is. It's not that we have this object of gold. It's that we ourselves become this philosopher's stone, which is the catalyst. Um, it's the secret. And what is the other name that they call this? The immortal stone. So how do you create, you know, what's their goal? Their goal is to be God. In order to be God, you cannot be a finite being. You have to be an infinite being, immortal. And, you know, the whole point of this magic is that you are no longer, you know, a sorcerer. You're no longer an alchemist. You have attained your true enlightenment as God, not just the knowledge of how to do that, but that you are transformed and are operating in that God state. So they start to break down some of the keys that these alchemists knew. You know, what were the things that they found were important to create this, this immortal soul of gold? Um, you had to have salt, you had to have sulfur, you had to have mercury, okay? Now, as they got into this process, like there's a process to this because we're talking chemistry here. 
Um, the process is that you have to be able to turn this salt, this sulfur, this mercury um, into base metals. Like you learn to turn all these things into gold itself, which they call the elixir of life. Um, you know, in any, we're thinking chemistry here. So in order to do this, you know, you've got to have your, your, um, We'll just say your test tubes, you have to have all the things that you need. So basically, you know, as we go through this chapter, chapter four, it breaks down this process. It says, you know, that the alchemist extracts the elixir of life, uh, these liquids, um, you know, and it says the body is the furnace, uh, the organs and the senses become the test tube, and incentive is the flame and the burner, okay? And they're not just talking allegorically here. They are talking, this is really what all these things become. And these are the chemicals that they're going to combine in the craft. The salt is gonna be representing the earth, the sulfur's the fire, and the mercury becomes the messenger. Now for them, here's where some of the colors come in, the blue, represents the spirit. So what did we see on that t-shirt? You see the blue, which is lower, okay? It's as it passes through that doorway, that portal, that gate, uh, which represents, you know, the gate to immortality, the bodies become red, okay? So it it's saying this is more than just a spiritual change. It literally happens and takes place in the physical. You've got the blue passing into the red. Um, it goes on to say the alchemist knows he himself is the philosopher's stone, and that is made into the immortal stone or the diamond. So here's where we get the diamond theology coming in, what it represents, that immortal stone, is the diamond. Um, and there's this combination of the salt, the sulfur, the spirit, and the body. They're united through mercury to link the mind. So mercury, what's one of the base chemicals in these jabber jabbies? The aluminum, the mercury. Think about the imagery of the black. You know, we've seen um all these stars all of a sudden this like black tar oil okay and think of the form the black of goo. the black, the black goo. goo think of how mercury looks in its form this black goo is representing that mercury which links the mind in this ceremony okay so it makes that collective link between the minds um, now people can say, well, okay, but what does this really have to do with the physical change? Okay. So let's go back to this chemistry. We've got the graphite oxy. Okay. And, and we've got some other things. Um, let's think about oil for a moment here, because this is going to be really vital. And I'm going to propose all the things that we've heard about uranium, 
and the uranium project. Um, this is all representing the this ritual, um, you know, because as you have graphene and the gold mixing together, um, you also will have, you know, the alchemists know that you don't have to bring the elements to the table, okay? You know, if you were wanting to perform magic, most of the time people are going to go out, they're going to get everything, they're going to go out, they're going to buy all the ingredients that they need and bring it to the table. What the, the true alchemist knows is that every living being contains all of these elements within themselves. And particularly one that is the key that they found um, for the exchange that they needed. Because in this process, you know, you've got things in their natural form and they want to transform it to something else. So there has to be an exchange in this process. What was the ingredient they needed to make this change? It's thorough. And thorough is a natural and abundant element that is found in every living thing that is radioactive. But it's at such a low level of radioactiveness that it doesn't show up as being radioactive, but it's naturally, it's naturally in the soils, it's naturally in the rocks, it's in water, it's in plants, it's in animals, and it's in us, okay? And thorough, they often- so you're the missing ingredient, in other words. This is the missing ingredient, but get this, Jeff, this is what they call it. It's often known as Thurum 232. Now rearrange those letters. What do you have? The 322, which is often the numbers with the twos and the threes, often used by the Skull and Bones secret societies to represent the Masons, okay? The true man. Um, okay, and this is one of the ingredients that is part of, as we look at the body at that molecular level, it provides imagery so things can be seen. Like, you know, if you're going into an MRI, if you're, um, you know, going into an x-ray, that theorem is what's going to kind of be the reflecting piece, okay? So, when we think about that, it even allows the blood to reflect. And this is what, what they're wanting, you know, because we're made in God's image. Oh, Jesse, you just muted yourself by accident. Oh, sorry. You're, we're made in God's okay. image is where you shut, where you cut off. Yeah. So we're made in that image of God, uh, which is, you know, what they're really going after in these um, in these different magical things that they're doing. So basically, if if I were to break this down into a chemistry, uh, we'll just say a formula, what we had on the scene where we had the, the graphite oxy and that in combination with the salt, the sulfur, the mercury, the other metals, okay, 
those are combining. Now, all of a sudden, you add that thorium, and what happens? There has to be an ox oxidizing agent that's released in this transfer or exchange of materials. So basically, remember how many people said they couldn't breathe? Why was that? Because at a cellular level, as that thorium is being changed into gold, oxygen is released. That's why all the people felt like they couldn't breathe. Because literally, at a cellular level, that oxygen is all of a sudden missing. And, and their body needs that. What, what had happened to it? It's changed into something else, into this black gold, into the goo. Um, why, Jesse? Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so you know what? I because I, I'm just remembering because you talked about the the philosopher's stone. We we I think of the cube. You know when we looked at right. that with the, the stone and Mecca, and we have the King Arthur, and we have Merlin, which is all taught to us as a kid and stuff like that. But now. As soon as you just said that, I'm thinking Beverly Hillbillies, black gold, gold. Texas. Where team. did it even predicted, didn't it, Jeff? Where was the black gold going to start? It's in Texas. Where did and, it start? And which is yeah. represented by the star, which is the shape of which is the five-pointed star, which is my goodness, Jesse. That was 40, 50 years ago. They really have been. There's evidence doing of what this ritual for a they, very long time. My goodness, black yeah. gold Texas tea. That's right. And so, so as we get into this book deeper, okay, this is where it starts to break down. Now, the purpose of, you know, we've said the purpose is that they're changing. They're, they're changing their bodies into this gold, okay? And this isn't, again, we're not talking the object gold. This is spiritual gold. Um, so, you know, they say this elixir now, like as this process happens, the thorium literally is transferred into this black gold. That becomes the spirit fire, and the physical change to the body allows one to change chemically their spirit body to fire, which is glory and radiance. But again, it's not the glory and radiance of God. It's this black, black radiance. Um, and, and what does scripture say of God? It says we are made in his image. The book of Jeremiah says, is not our God a consuming fire? And I want to propose what part of the image was lost due to sin. When Adam and Eve realized that they were naked, what part of the image of God was lost? It was his the fire. Child. It was around his them. fire, the radiance, the glory that covered us. That's what was lost. And so they have found a way to bring that back in the spirit, that fire covering. Okay. It, That's what this is about. It's, it's a false, 
It's a that, false and, cover. And so, Jesse, I've been watching all this this black goo stuff has been all over the place lately in my feeds and stuff like that. It's been coming up, and you know, I'm looking at uh, you know footage from one of the first Raiders of the Lost Ark. These kids are there, and they step in this black goo, and the kid transforms yeah. into a demon. Uh, and now you're looking at all the music videos, as you pointed out. They're all doing this black goo coming out. Man, oh man. And so this is to change people and it's to put that false shine because Satan thinks he'll become God. I'm just kind of That's summarizing right. this and to replace what Adam and Eve lost because they didn't know they were naked before that because they had right. the fire of God on them. They had that wow. glory, that image of glory, but that's being replaced to reflect the glory of, you know, the enemy. And, and so, so people this, are going to love this. Oh, my goodness. Well, of course, they're being mind controlled as well. Right. And so all of this is happening. It's a it's a harmonization process. Like even this book, it uses those words. OK, it's this spirit body frequency, resonance, light, harmony process, okay? And, you know, what happens, it says that this elixir of life or the spirit fire becomes the fuel. The body's the furnace. The spirit is the fuel, which nourishes the fire. And this process turns lower man into spiritual gold. The turning of the base metal into gold can be called a literal fact, the chemical combination which spiritually and physically produces gold. It's known, now this is interesting, it's known fact that ancient alchemists could do this with lead or alloy they knew a base principle that every living thing has some portion of every element and they could use these elements, not use them separately or apart from, but the alchemists learned to extract and build on what was there to create the usable energy that became not an object set apart, not a philosopher's stone or object apart from itself, but literally where this process created living philosopher stones, which become the immortal stone, um, becomes a spiritual fire which radiates from the body gold and blue. From now, think about that from blue to red it's transformed into its new form which is blue and gold the masons have among their symbols a five-pointed star uh, with two clasped hands joining like in a handshake um, this is the image the five points of the star represent the elements the earth the wind the fire the ice the hands represent the transfer, the diamond, because you have two hands, hand over hand. So kind of like that image we saw on the book of the square or the diamond that represents the hand over hand clasp 
which also represents the marriage, as they say, the marriage of the lamb that is to shine like a diamond, the star of Bethlehem, which heralds the coming of Christ, which in their belief is the coming of the Antichrist. All of this is to prepare the world for marriage to the beast. And I think we should leave it right there, Jesse, before we go on to the next chapter, because that's uh, you've given out so much information and people are going to need to to search this out. We're going to continue this discussion. Yeah. Trust me. We're going to go through every single bit of it and make sure you were well prepared. Uh, we should have told you to get your notepad out at the beginning. You're probably <laughs> going to want to go back and uh, and watch it and really take some notes with this. But ladies and gentlemen, the world is being transformed as we speak and they're preparing people to be married to the beast. And you're going to know different, but most of the world is going to think, wow, what an amazing thing. And, and, and the deception is just going to keep getting layered and layered and layered. There, yeah. He has the perfect deception for every single person lined up. And it's only the Holy Spirit inside of you that is going to protect you from it. Amen. I encourage people, be in the word more than you're in these other you know, materials. The word of God is life. That is our life source. Um you know, the Holy Spirit within us, revealing his word to us. That's our life source, our breath, our air, our oxygen, you know, and those who are in Christ, we have no fear. You know, this enemy can do all these, all this witchcraft, all these rituals, but he cannot change us. He cannot remove that change that happens when we have died with Christ and been raised to new life with him, we bear that eternal image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the enemy cannot take that from us. We have no fear of that. Anybody who's preaching out there that you can lose your salvation, chuck that theory out the window. If you authentically have asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, Know that you have died with him. You have been raised to new life and believe that you have that new life in Christ and no one can take that from you. It's only the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit, which is really maliciously done intentionally. It isn't you become born again and you still sinned, okay? It's not that. Your sins tomorrow are forgiven and the next day are forgiven as well. So do not, and listen, we we teach grace because God is full of grace and his grace and mercy is over you. Uh, but the less you sin, the closer you'll get to him and the more of his uh, authority and power will come into you. So uh, I pray every day that I sin less and, you know, I'm sure Jesse does as well. And, you know, there's and different that's a, things. That's a part of the salvation process. We have to remember that it's a process that, you know, that we're walking through and the Lord is, is very familiar with this process. You know, it's not that all of a sudden we're saved and we're perfect and there, 
there is no sin in us at all. That's part of the sanctifying work of Christ is that, you know, we are transformed in this process more and more and more every day to reflect his image until, you know, that final state where, you know, everything of this carnal physical world is dead and we are fully standing in his image, the new transformed image. And, you know, the Lord made that process, not us. Um, you know, so he's very familiar with that. And, uh, and he wore a flesh suit. He knows what the temptations are, but he's God and he didn't fall for them. Uh, obviously, you know, he lived a blameless life, but he knows, and his grace and mercies are upon us. Believe me, he knows this is a fallen flesh suit that we, that we're wearing and it, it, and it happened in the garden. So, um, you know, so part of that process, you know, we'll just bring out is that, you know, his word says that if we confess our sins and confession is the key catalyst there, as we confess, he is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And when he cleanses us, that's where that righteous um, state that we're standing in is renewed. Um, where, you know, the Lord sees us in that righteous state. He sees that reflection of himself. Um, as we confess. So, so Jesse's on fire today, ladies and gentlemen, but no, it's not the fire, the fake fire of the small G God. He's going to pretend this is the refiner's fire that she's talking about. And uh, God does refine us and he gives us back our proper uh, spirit body that the enemy is trying to, he, the enemy tries to call, to duplicate every single thing. And so, you know, uh, as Jesse mentioned, spend more time in the word because that's more powerful. Uh, but if you spend time in these other books, just, you know, be careful, but there's other places you should not spend time in. Like don't be spending time in these corporations that are doing evil. Uh, all of these corp major corporations, it's the illusion of choice. Honestly, if you think you're buying competing products out there, you're not. They're all owned by the same people, and it all goes to BlackRock and Vanguard, and you can guarantee that Satan himself is what is the main shareholder in that. Stop going to these big corporations. Stop buying their poison. Check out mylibertystand.com. Go to mylibertystand.com. Read the quick page. You'll understand what it is, and then you know, fill out the form. We're not selling your information. We're not going to be bombarding you with emails. That's not what it's about. One of your fellow listeners, and by the way, our, our people who are working with us, who are contacting people who are having a blast getting to know uh, other audience members. So, you know, someone will contact you. They'll set up an appointment with you, and uh, they're going to take you through a store, and we're going to show you how it's not spending more dollars. It's just trading instead of going into you know, Walmart or Amazon, you're having stuff delivered from a family-owned, patriotic, made in the USA, made in Canada, no caustic chemicals or anything. It's all good for you. So do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Jesse and I have done it, and we're very happy that we have done it. Absolutely. So go to <laughs> mylibertystand.com. But in the meantime, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, 
and make a difference in your community. Part two of this coming up.